Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, Cricket customers. Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah. Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Hello out there in Radio Land. This is Hank Hill, Assistant Manager, Strickland Propane. Come on down to Strickland where you can get a great deal on the new Char King 320 propane grill. We have other propane grills and propane accessories for your grilling needs. So come on down. Mention this ad for an extra 5% off of your next propane tank fill-up. That's Strickland Propane, Harlan, Texas. Uh, have a great day. Welcome to King of the Hill <laughs> Rewatch Podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, we've got a guest. Yeah, we've got a guest today. It's one, of our, uh, it's one of our social media followers, uh, specifically on Twitter. We interact back and forth. Uh, it is Seth with us today. And he hey specifically there, asked to be a part of this episode specifically. Really? He had asked uh, around Thanksgiving... Are you guys gonna run through this episode? I want to be a part of it, you know. And then he started doing the timeline of when we were gonna record it, and uh, wow. he said, "Well, hey, uh, when are you doing this?" And I was like, "Well, it'll be Saturday." So here we go. It's it a is dedicated uh, man. It is a Saturday recording for a Monday episode. <laughs> yeah, guys, uh, thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Uh, cool. Just so happens, college football is kind of on hiatus. So yeah, kind of works out for me at the same time. So what are you yeah, uh, looking who, forward to it? Who are you a big fan of? Uh, very big fan of the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Wow, you've had a good run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you had a good team yeah. to support. That's a good team to support. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, great. Great couple of years for them. Well, if you're uh, if you're ready, Seth, let's get started on this sucker. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go for it, guys. All looking right. forward to it. Let's do it. 
Well, Rusty, we are all the way in season three, episode seven. Yeah, we've made it to episode seven. Nine Somehow, pretty darn angry men. Yeah, nine pretty darn angry men. Seth, what's your uh, what's your tie to this thing? Ah, uh, so the King of the Hill overall. Or yeah, you yeah, yeah, and then this one. Yeah, and then this one. Yeah. Yeah, so I've just been a huge fan of uh, King of the Hill probably since about sixth grade. Mm. I started watching syndication. Uh, I think the first episode I saw was Square Peg and uh, Dale's whole, you know, you don't know who I am, but I know where you live. Like, (laughs) that had me hooked from, like, moment one. And, uh, yeah, so just been watching it from there, rewatch over and over again. Um, the Hulu algo, like at this point, like lets me watch like 15 episodes before it asks me <laughs> if uh, I'm still watching. So <laughs> that's great. yeah, I think I've made it. That's really great. That's really great. I, I love that that's the bar for you, you know, that you've made it. That, that'll let you yeah. watch 15 in a row. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it really does. You know, if you, if you start watching a show that you haven't ever watched before and you watch like an episode or three, it'll have that alert saying, hey, you've, you've watched too much. Are you sure that this is something you want to continue with? But if you watch one ep- you know, if you watch one series over and over and over, eventually it realizes, oh, this dude is depressed and it just lets you watch <laughs> as much as you want. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it has helped me through some tough times. Yeah, it's it does. You know, sure. it, it's one of those shows. It's just such a comfort. And I guess that's why me and Mike started this podcast because the amount of comfort that we uh, we get it, get out of this show in our personal lives as well. All right. Yeah, you guys have really brought a lot of joy. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, we really appreciate, appreciate that so that. much. Yeah. Sure. It means a lot to it means a lot to us as we continue on on this uh, this endeavor, which sometimes uh, is grueling. <laughs> it is. It, it is can a be endeavor, Yeah. So uh, we're starting this one uh, out in the in the alleyway. All four guys. Hank's sitting on the mower, uh, and he's uh, telling them about how great the Mason fifteen hundred is. Good old Mason fifteen hundred handles like the day I bought her. I tell you what. It's the only mower you want with me uh, if I were ever stranded on a desert island. Not sure why you'd have a mower on your desert island. Yeah, but. what are you going to mow? You're right. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you could. Uh, it could be kind of like, you know, how they have the Japanese Zen gardens. Yeah. You could do something like that in the beach sand with a Mason 1500 mower. Sure. That could be a selling point. You only have to use that in the focus group. You only have so much fuel, though. Yeah. Well, solar power, right? Solar powered Mason fifteen hundred. Well, uh, the Mason twenty five hundred would probably have right, like a so solar we, power option. We find out that that's not uh, okay. not the greatest mower in the world, though. Dale uh, pipes up and gives us basically the entire plot of this uh, of this episode and says, "You're going to kill it at that lawnmower focus group tomorrow, Hank." Hank says, "Now, Dale, a focus group is not a competition. It's a chance for the informed lawnmower consumer to give valuable input to." Uh, the Mason Corporation in a comfortable mall setting. You ever been part of a focus group? Uh, no, but I've had to focus while being in a group. <laughs> but I've never been a part of a focus group for a product or nothing. No, oh, actually, I have. Sorry. Yeah? I take that back. I actually do a lot of uh, uh, video game testing, like with early betas and early alphas and stuff with mm-hmm. like, like video games. And that's that's like a focus group because sometimes they'll pull us into a Zoom call. It'll be like four people that just got through playing this game for an hour or two. And we kind of discuss it with, I mean, it's not paid. They pay you in video games. Gotcha. They give you free games and stuff. Yeah. But uh, EA specifically, too, they'll give you, a, you know, give you a choice of like picking two of their games for free. But uh, yeah, I've done that a few times. There was a, uh, uh, I was going through a mall one time and uh, that is not what I was looking for. That I was going through a mall one time, and um, they stopped us. And this was like in, 
I think it was in Austin or San Antonio, one or the other. They stopped us and uh, they said, "Hey, would you like to f- uh, come in and help us screen a movie?" Mm. And so I know that they do those a lot. Yeah, you knowing know. you, yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Uh, but the problem is, it's what you don't get to pick the movie or anything. You know, it's just whatever's coming out. And so, uh, unfortunately, uh, the movie we screened was Loaded Weapon 1. Loaded Weapon 1. With uh, Emilio Estevez. Uh, oh, it was, wow. It's a National Lampoon property. Oh. And it is not a funny movie. Is it meant, to, is it supposed to supposed be? supposed to be like an airplane version of like Lethal Weapon movies and stuff. You know? Oh. Well, they already did that, though, didn't they? Didn't No, never mind. It was uh, Leslie Nielsen did, uh, it was James Bond he was spoofing, right? Well, he did a James Bond the Naked thing, Gun or whatever. Naked Gun is more of like the the uh, TV cop drama stuff. Oh, okay, you I know? got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. like the uh, the Miami Vice. Yeah, and which anytime you want to do something on Naked Wasn't that a cop Gun, thing? I'm, Columbo? I'm happy. Columbo was uh, he was more of a detective. Uh, oh, yeah, like a Sherlock Holmes type. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Sherlock Holmes in a trench okay. coat kind of thing. Uh, I'm gonna have to go watch the reruns of Columbo. I'm just telling you that Loaded Weapon was 1993. Oh, also, so that yeah. gives you some time frame of when uh, it was. You said Emilio Estevez, <laughs> and you know he not going with the name Sheen kind of yeah ruined his career. You know, uh, well, I mean, he had a pretty good career. He had a great career, but I mean, he, he, you know, he's no Tiger Blood. You know what I mean? He wasn't doing <laughs> seven gram rocks or nothing with tiger his brother. Blood. Yeah, uh, yeah. If it wasn't for Mighty Ducks, Emilio probably wouldn't would have kind of fallen off the. That's map true. Yeah, yeah. That and the one where he was wasn't the trash he any guy. Outsiders though. Was he wasn't the Outsiders. He yeah. was in a few. Oh, yeah. See, just being yeah. Charlie Sheen adjacent. Kind well, of he was well, just he was part of that Brat Pack young group. You know, in the eighties and nineties. So yeah, he was able to be in some of that stuff. Oh yeah, speaking of focus groups, my my uh, my buddy posted on Twitter uh, yesterday, and I thought this was it sounded really suspect, but he said, "Yeah, two girls are coming over to my house to look at my gaming setup. I, I'm a part of a two hundred and fifty dollar focus group." Yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't oh, know wow. what that was. Okay. Uh, number, number one, I was no contact from since. Uh, hope he's <laughs> hope he's still I was oh, no. still alive. I was out on that one when you said two girls are coming to look at my game. Uh, it setup. sounded that like is, an organ harvesting. You didn't like even have experience. to get to the two fifty. It's <laughs> like they're paying him two fifty for his kidneys. Yeah, <laughs> women slash video games. Nope, that didn't happen. Uh, Bill pipes up and says uh, he thinks it's just an honor to be invited to a focus group, which is ridiculous. By the way, yeah, the loaded weapon one thing. The the one thing I did get out of it is there. I, I saw the movie after. Uh, we had screened it, you know, when it actually came out. Yeah. And it was a whole bunch of scenes that they had taken out and stuff. Oh, wow. Like, the movie wasn't quite complete. Oh, uh, so when you so watched it... So that was kind of cool. You I watched, mean, you like, half see, of a movie? Well, you, you got to see scenes that weren't necessarily oh, finished. You. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, That so weren't, was, weren't edited all the way. Yeah, so it was, like, green yeah, screens in the back the and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Blue suits. Real highlight of my life. Uh, Hank says, uh, you know, I'll tell you why we got to go tomorrow. Look at your average pickup truck with the airbags and vanity mirrors. It's one focus group away from turning into a powder room. We can't let that happen to the Mason 1500. What does that even mean? Well, I think Hank is, is veilly saying, um, he doesn't want it to be a, a women's lawnmower. Oh. It's just soft. Yeah. Turn you soft. Exactly. Like airbags. There's you no know? grass in the airbags kitchen. Airbags do turn you soft. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Those damn Real man mirrors. don't need them. You know, this is two episodes in a row where we've referenced vanity mirrors. Oh, yeah, you're right. We you know, did. the last yeah, one was last Peggy one with her vanity Peggy mirrors. Peggy with her vanity mirror. 
Uh, Bill, he says, we sure can't, can we? And Hank continues on his rant. Bill, the only reason I invited Dale and Boomhauer and not you is because you're coming over for Thanksgiving dinner. I didn't want to get you get you sick of me. Bill was really dejected because he wasn't invited. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bill says, oh, Hank, I'd never be sick of you, not even when we're sharing a cloud in heaven. <laughs> Whatever the hell that means. So, Stephen Root saying, a cloud in heaven is just the greatest yeah, thing in the world. Uh, Hank's, Hank gives up, says, all right, you can come, but uh, when I make a point, you just nod, and Bill just shakes his big dumb head. <laughs> Uh, Hank's mom sticks her head out of the uh, the sliding glass door in the back and says, uh, Hank, you asked me to tell you when Celine Dion is off the field, she's off. <laughs> Hank says, thanks, Mom. Not a big fan of the uh, uh, halftime show. One I of the imagine. things Artie pointed out, too, here yeah. is that... Uh, What's up, Artie? Uh, Gary Kasner is not with Tilly in this episode. Yeah, it's true. So I don't Tilly, know where he's Tilly, at. Tilly's alone in this episode, which he feels like uh, once we get further on, we see how, you know hateful cotton is which we already know how hateful cotton is against towards his ex-wife sure but uh he says maybe that's why he was emboldened maybe he wouldn't have been so vicious if yeah i don't gary think Ka- so gary, gary kasna was in the room you know gary would have gary would have probably oh yeah. In the face yeah. yeah he probably would have yeah, he and he's probably that. in a better shape too yeah i feel like gary exactly kasner right. is probably fitter you know walking the golf course well, he has had the you know, uh, open heart surgery, though. Yeah, he did. But well, you know, maybe he's fitter after that. Maybe it's he's, be, ha, he's maybe just he's taller. Haven't done it. He's just taller. taller. He could literally just he could just know, punch down, literally well, punching down, or punting. <laughs> yeah, or punting. Just punting. <laughs> uh, so Hank Hank looks at the guys and says, "Aren't moms great?" I tell you, I'm thankful for uh, my mom's. T- it's a, my mom's turn to spend Thanksgiving with us. Which he uh, likes. He prefers his mom's turn. If yeah. you could tell in his voice how relieved he is. Oh, he's not yeah. like if, if it was cotton, there would be like a list of things that he would have to be thinking about and like, you know, managing. But with his mom, he just, just he just didn't have to worry. He could sit out there and sip beer in the alley and that's right. Not have to watch the halftime show with Celine Dion. He's <laughs> Celine Dion. You know, she's in a wheelchair. I didn't know that. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. I mean, really? She's, well, yeah, she's, wheelchair she's deteriorated age, right? like quick. You know, her well, husband her died, heart will go on and then she <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, nice her job. heart will always go on. Yeah. Uh, so he is he is regaling the boys about uh, how great it is to have your mom around when a uh, car pulls up. Uh, and, of course, it is Cotton and Dee Dee. In a uh, Cadillac car. In a Cadillac car. Uh, he said, you long jockeys were standing out here when I left two months ago. Pathetic. And I just want to point out that Dee Dee's shirt uh, over her big pregnant belly just says Occupied. Oh, yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Hank says, Dad, you came last Thanksgiving. This year it's Mom's turn, remember? Well, I don't yeah, well, it won't cause any fuss. Your mother can eat in the yard. <laughs> eat in the yard. This guy's uh, such rough. an asshole. Yeah, he's rough. Uh, so next scene, we see uh, Hank and Peggy. They're putting the extra leaves into the table, yep. uh, pushing that sucker together, and Hank's going on. He says, now, in addition to all the things we normally don't talk about in front of my dad, Let's uh, add my make Mason, Mason Company, Company focus, focus group. group. Yeah, he doesn't want his dad knowing about that. Peggy doesn't uh-huh. give a crap about the focus group, number one. But she says, how could you be worried about the focus group? Your father is going to ruin this Thanksgiving, and surely a squanto, squanto, and his band of Indians ruined the first Woo. one. <laughs> you yeah. couldn't, couldn't say that today. She's not very <laughs> conscious. Squanto. Uh, she yeah. says, Oh, will you look at the time? We got to get this dinner on the table because we are getting up at four a.m. tomorrow. Hank's just like, "What?" She says, "It is a two two hour drive to the mall." Well, you got to think. This is the this is small town Texas 
in the 90s. Oh, when did we it. get our first big mall? It wasn't until the 80s that this mall yeah, here sure. in our town was built. But so it was my, my argument here is that it seems like there is so much in this friggin' town, but you're telling me they don't have a big mall? Maybe they went to Dallas. Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, I don't that's know if they would, would make go to Dallas. Sense. The debutantes. Damn it, Mason. The and Dallas no Cowboys and the debutantes. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. The big one. She says, uh, it's a two-hour drive to the mall, and I want us right there when the door is open. Hank says, I have never gotten up that early in my life unless fish were involved. <laughs> Just sounds like my father. Yeah. Uh, Peggy says, Hank, the day after Thanksgiving is, in my opinion, the biggest shopping day of the year, in her opinion. Yeah, which, not, again, not it's a very well-known fact. Just again, hers. Yeah, again, yeah. that's what uh, Archie said here. He said, Peggy, once again, flexes her intelligence, <laughs> her quote-unquote oh, yeah. intelligence. Oh, yeah, she's super, yeah, yeah, super she's, intelligent. She's, she says, she in my, in my opinion, the biggest shopping day of the year, and I will not spend another year giving Dallas Mavericks crap because the Cowboys stuff was all sold out. I want us in bed by 730. I think that is a wonderful cut to the Dallas Mavericks, which I am not a big fan of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're so, a Spurs fan, huh? Yeah, that, yeah, made, yeah, me, yeah. that made me very happy. Uh, he uh, Hank says, I won't be able to fall asleep that early. She goes, you are not even trying. Have another beer. He says, oh, well, it's worth a shot. Worse that's shot. how alcoholism starts. Well, that's, well th I don't what know if that's how. Peggy there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's how alcoholism starts or if that's how alcoholism is. He's already, it's already, he's already like. Oh, sure. Past the, past yeah. the start Oh, she's point. definitely an enabler. It's like, yeah. oh, uh, you're not sleepy. Okay. Well, here's, a beer. here's another beer. <laughs> so later that evening, you can tell it's uh, kind of dusk time. Uh, everybody's around. I never, I never got sleepy. Like. With beer? Well, like if. If you're drinking and it's seven o'clock in the afternoon, and I drink like seven o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. Well, I'm in that uh, evening. Uh, well, if, depending on what lifestyle <laughs> you live, I guess it could okay. be All could right. be midday, could All be right. evening, could sure. be early morning, midday. Yeah, but right. uh, the afternoon. You know, if you're drinking the afternoon, I just don't get the sleepy feel. Like if I'm drinking at night, yeah, I'll get tired. Yeah. But if I'm day drinking, I don't get the like, oh, I need to go take a nap feel. I'm just like, oh yeah, let's go. I used to drink just to take a nap. Yeah, I, I don't. It yeah, just, I never got the effect from that. Yeah, let's suck out. Yeah, but not the light bears. Not well, like they're drinking. That's true. Not the Alamo. Yeah, they're not drinking. Not they're the out Alamo. there drinking like Miller Lite American or... Pilsner. Yeah. If you're drinking an American Pilsner, yeah. you could drink it all day long. Right. Made from yeah. rice. Made from rice? Rice. Pilsner? Yeah. The, uh, the, Bud Light uh, and all that's like rice? Bud Light and all that stuff, they went to rice a long time ago. Oh, wow. I didn't um, know that. Because it's so much mm. cheaper. Is that also higher sugar content and stuff because of rice? I don't know about that. You don't know about that? But I do know that rice is so much cheaper than using uh, Well, I know you could suck down a pack stuff. of Michelob Ultras as fast as you could drink 12 waters. Michelob Ultra is one of the lightest beers I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's almost not even a beer. It's almost non-existent. It hydrates you. Yeah. It like like you. they give them to like you <laughs> that's know that's the line right there. It, it Does it hydrate you? you? Does it not hydrate you? On, it, it on the flow chart you. of beers, that's it. Right because alcohol is supposed to dehydrate you, of course. But oh sure, I don't ever I I could drink Michelob for you know yeah infinite, and it just I just never. It's just like <laughs> you're slugging them, and you're like twelve in, and you're like, where's well, the I beer think at? It, I think it's only like two and a half percent alcohol. That's probably what like it that. is. It's well, I know when I went to England, I was I drank this beer that was called. Uh, is the Pink Elephant, I think, mm. was the name of the beer or something like that. Okay. Well, over there, when you drink beer, they give you the beer in the manufacturer glass that's meant to go with the beer. Yeah, sure. So they bring out this, like, goblet-shaped 
with a stem on yeah. it. It's almost yeah. uh, it almost looks like a a short fat wine glass. Yeah, but they bring it out. It's got little pink elephants on it. It's almost like a snifter. Yeah. Well, I put two in the hole because we were just playing. It was like a board game place, and mm. it was a high content beer, and only wanted to you know. I was like, I'm paying for what I want now, and that's all I'm going to drink. So yeah. To limit myself, kind of thing. Sure. Well, I drank one, and I was like, Yeah, bud, you're just going to bring my buddy back all the other beers. I'm good. This really? one beer was so tough. Yeah. It was like a. 15% alcohol in a beer. Yeah, like, it's more like a wine. And I was drinking it like I would drink a beer, and I was, mm-hmm. you know, kind of kind of hitting yeah. it heavy so I could get wow. my mother two yeah. out of the way. Sure. Oh, it was rough. Yeah. And you still didn't get sleepy. No, I don't get, I don't get sleepy from, <laughs> I don't know, alcohol. I, okay. I mean, unless I'm drinking in the middle of the night or something, yeah. yeah. But, you know, if I'm day drinking, no, I don't get sleepy from it. So we're later in the day, at, which is kind of weird because they're having Thanksgiving, it seems like really late in the day. Uh, it seems like dusk now, uh, but anyway, they're all sitting around the table. You got Hank, Tilly, Billy, uh, I mean, Bill, Billy, uh, you got Bill, Bobby, Luann, Peggy, <laughs> Dee Dee, and then Cotton, of course, sitting at the other head of the table. So you got Hank at one head of the table, Cotton at the other head of the table. Hank is praying. He says, dear Lord, we are grateful that Cotton has forgotten our carefully worked out holiday parent rotation schedule. So we may all be together on this day. Amen. Everybody says Amen. Uh, Such passive aggression. It is. It is passive aggression, but he, he just so rarely acts on it. You know, it's just it's it's rough. Yeah. Uh, Cotton says, uh, of course, he's burping and chewing loudly. He said, "Tell it, did you make this stuffing? Because it tastes like garbage." Uh, <laughs> and, hey, you uh, gotta put the pause in there. Because it tastes like garbage. Because <laughs> it tastes like garbage. He says, uh, did I ever tell you about the time she tried to poison me with a baked chicken? Uh, she says it was chicken almondine. Chicken said, almondine. It, it was cyanide, is, is chicken woman. Chicken almondine. I'm assuming chicken with almonds. Uh, I would assume so. Like, like you do you like get, a, what do you get cyanide from? Oh, cyanide? Is it a peach uh, bit? I don't know. I know nightshade, like yeah. particular plants that fall into the nightshade yeah, sure. category. Sure. I know that tomatoes, the greens off of tomatoes, are potentially poisonous to eat. Oh yeah, you're only supposed who's to eating eat those. The, uh, well, you got to think who's that, eating the like, stems. Well, nobody's eating the stems, but you got to think like early. No, I'm not even gonna say early civilization. Probably like a hundred years ago, they would boil like everything well, that you sure. could use. Yeah. You would use in a way, yeah. but you couldn't with tomatoes. It didn't matter how much you boiled it or whatever. Hmm. It would ma- it would make you sick. It's just like with poke salad. You're supposed to like boil the crap out of poke because if you eat it when it's kind of you, you know. Do you know Annie? Uh, Annie poke. Poke salad Annie. <laughs> no, no, I don't know poke yeah, salad Annie, a, but I know poke salad. That's an old song. And there was a joke that uh, my dad always used to say. He said, uh, oh, "What was it? Uh, something like, oh yeah, we used to eat poke and grits. Poke your feet underneath the fire and grit your teeth." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, oh, uh, yeah, Hank? chicken almondine. Sorry, I had to look up yeah, make sure to see what do. it was. So it is a uh, chicken crusted with uh, almond slices. Mm. Well, it doesn't even look crusted, sorry. It looks like, yeah, literally yeah. almonds well, it's, on top yeah, yeah, of yeah. cooked chicken. Yeah, I get that, yeah. sure. It looks like a very... Uh, well, you like roll it in the chicken. A it's very almost Caucasian like a, meal. It's like shake and bake, but you use <laughs> almonds. Yeah, well, there's no seasoning on it or anything. It just literally said almond chicken. Well, I think it's assumed that you use salt and pepper. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Seems uh, overly complicated. It does seem overly complicated. Yeah, right, just for sure. Put like, some almonds on the table and have it. some chicken. Yeah, it looks. It, it sounds yeah. atrocious. I, I wouldn't understand. I don't know what a tree nut would taste like with a, a chicken. Hank does pipe up and say, uh, "Dad, could you please show mom some respect while Bobby's in the room? While Bobby's in the room? While Bobby's? Yeah, just <laughs> while he's there. Yeah." He said, "You, you heard him, Bobby. Leave the room. Leave the room." <laughs> uh, Hank says, "No, sit down, Bobby." And Bobby, Bobby, honestly, uh, pipes up more than Hank does. Yeah, he says, funny. "Could you at least respect grandma?" Until we get to dessert. Cotton says, Didi's your grandmommy too, Bobby. You pretty grandmom. It's kind of weird. Such a such a shitty. Well, not only shitty, oh, it's kind of like God. it's kind of weird. It's like a gross thing to say. He like, is just super gross. I, I literally wrote down here, cotton is gross and circled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible to tell your grandson that. I mean, it's just weird. And not yeah. only is it like like terrible to say, it's just well, it, Weird gets, as hell to it say. gets worse uh, because Hank speaks up and says, Dad, trying to stop him, says, of course, bad as Tilly was in the kitchen. She was even worse in the bedroom. Everybody collectively gulps at the table. I said the woman was lousy in the sack. It's just <laughs> yeah, like, terrible. He had to make sure everybody wow. heard what he said. Yeah, yeah. let's clarify that. Yeah. Everybody literally turns their head and looks at Hank. Uh, Bill, of course, to break the tension <laughs> like an idiot, he gets up and says, uh, to the stuffing, he clanks to his spoon stuffing. on the glass and says, uh, oh, yeah. "Might taste like garbage, but it sure fills you up." What a compliment! He just, he huh? just can't stop. He's, what a he's just on like a, str- <laughs> a steady stream of vitriol and yeah. hate coming from this man. Well, Bill has zero filter. I think you know? he's constipated. He, doesn't know. he yeah. doesn't know what's going on. I think Bill is constantly constipated. So all of the like same with Cotton, they're so constipated that all the shit has to come out of their mouth instead. I think to- Bill's just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, okay, That's so. Nice. Uh, Night Brown. We're back in the Sorry to get on there. <laughs> it's night now and we're in bed with Hank and Peggy, which I you know, watching this show like the first forty times or whatever I watched it, I, I didn't realize how much time we spend in Hank and Peggy's bedroom. It is a lot of time. That well, you know, you gotta th- just think though of of course the first sitcom to ever do that conversation in the bedroom was Lucy. But yeah. imagine how separate many beds. Yeah, separate beds too. Uh, or or the dialogue in the bedroom, like in any sitcom. Just just think back on every sitcom you've ever watched, and how many scenes there are of bedroom conversation with a couple laying in bed. Friend, whether it be Friends, Seinfeld, uh, Frasier, uh, any of the sitcoms you could think of. Tim the Toolman, uh, uh, Home Improvement, or whatever. Yeah, all of them. Every uh, I don't know, man. Family I Guy. I just don't it's just a trope. See it that way. It's, I don't a, know. it's a sitcom trope. The bedroom thing is a sitcom trope. It's in every sitcom you can so think of. So we're, we're in the bed with Hank and Peggy, and uh, Hank's, Hank's trying to go to sleep. He says, come on, Peggy, turn off your itty-bitty headlamp, and let's get some sleep. I, uh, I did look up the itty-bitty uh, headlamp uh, because I remember when these came out. Uh, it was 1982. It's called the itty-bitty? It's, it's oh, actu- that was the brand name. It's actually okay. called the itty-bitty book light. Oh, I got And you. it came in a big box that looks like a, like a novel, right? And you open it up, and it's got all the little pieces inside of it okay. and stuff. And you like strap a, like it. a hidden, like you would hide your flask in yeah. a book kind yeah. of thing. You but strap it, you strap it onto your head, and it actually plugged in. Oh, so wow. you were tethered <laughs> to the wall with a plug, right? But yeah. you had this thing on your head. It reminds me of all the accessories and stuff we, would ha- we used to have for Game Boys. Sure, and it was made by a company called Zelco. I don't, Zelco. I don't know that Zelco ever made anything else. Yeah, I don't know. So that is my uh, one piece of trivia there so far. 
so uh, Peggy speaks up and says, uh, by the way, she's, she's looking at the holiday coupon. She's cutting out coupons. She's looking at the mall map. She's getting completely ready for this, this big holiday shopping experience. She says, this is six, six malls over Texas, Hank. If you go unprepared, it will eat you alive. Six malls over Texas. Six malls over Texas. That has to be like, like Mason, to your point, that's like Arlington, I guess, then, right? Yeah, because it's near Six Flags. Yeah, somewhere up there. Dallas, Arlington. Well, Uh, Arlington's where Six Flags is. So I'm assuming. Well, Six Flags in San Antonio, too. Six Flags under Texas or well, something yeah, like that. Well, yeah, but it. I'm saying they're close to Dallas because it's always Dallas Cowboys, or Fiesta. Dallas, Dallas like Mavericks, Fiesta. all that stuff. Rest know. in peace, Six Flags. Uh, so, uh, what I thought was also really weird is Tilly opens their bedroom door and says goodnight to them. She says, uh, Good night, Peggy. That was a lovely dinner. And then, very curtly, she says, Good night, son. Yeah, Hank, I think she's, uh, she's kind of upset with Hank. Door. Yeah. Hank. Um, Hank says, well, you know, mom seemed to enjoy herself tonight, but you can tell Hank is just kind of, he's still pushing down those feelings. You know, the, nothing happened. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here, folks. Keep moving. Uh, Peggy says, you defended Troy Aikman more than you defended your mother. Yeah. <laughs> he says, That's funny. He says, mom knows how it is with dad. And there were six, six drop, drop passes. Pa- all Troy can do is get it there. Yeah, that's all he can do. <laughs> So uh, it cuts uh, cuts away into the night, uh, and now we've got them getting up in the morning at 4 a.m. Peggy's still got her dumbass headlamp on, and she's got, I, I wrote down here, Christmas wears Waldo sweater because it's just red and white oh, yeah. striped. Yeah. She looks ridiculous. Uh, but she is leading the, the line of ducks out into the car. Uh, she says, okay, everyone, follow my beam. Hurry carefully. Hurry carefully. It's, it's an odd phrase to me. Yeah, it is. Uh, of course, Cotton comes out, and this is where I wrote Cotton is gross, and he says, good morning. Hopes we wasn't too loud last night, assuming that this old man and that poor pregnant lady had sex real loudly in their house. Yeah. Well, if he has house, no knees. His son's house. If he right. has no knees to <laughs> bend, point. how does that work? Well, it, and that's what I'm thinking, right? I'm, he has I'm just no thinking, need to bend here. I'm thinking logistics here, <laughs> right? She's very pregnant at this point. Very pregnant. And he's very small. And it's he doesn't, simple. He doesn't simple. bend. She just hangs off the end <laughs> of the bed, and he's just right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's okay. at least bed height. Oh, no. Mason, Mason is, Mason's drawn us a little graphic here. We're, uh, we're good. We're <laughs> it's on the whiteboard over there. RogueCon 23, join the ultimate celebration of digital content with its creators, passionate fans, and industry experts. It's all happening in downtown Waco across multiple venues on January 20th through the 22nd, 2023. Tickets are on sale now at RogueCon23.com. So uh, (laughs) she says, uh, hurry carefully. Cotton says his gross ass thing. She says, just so you know, your kids are on your own today. Uh, and then Luann says, I'm taking Bobby ice skating at the mall. We're going to go meet guys. Bobby goes, I'm the bait. (laughs) (laughs) What? The guys love single moms. I freaking love Bobby. He's just, yeah, I love him too. So they all pile in one car, which is crazy. Number one. Uh, and then you hear Cotton say, Ooh, I forgot how much old ladies stink. Yeah. And then Peggy and Tilly don't say a damn thing. Nobody says anything to this man. They both get out and they get in the truck. So yep. they go separately in and the truck, then, uh, which 
Okay, I guess that. It was. Well, remember, it's a, remember it's a two-hour drive. Yeah, and they've chosen to take two yeah. separate vehicles now. Just because Cotton's an ass. Just because he's an ass. And then, uh, good God, it. you got a fat neck, Hank. That's one of my well, favorite lines on they're Earth. Driving, they're driving to the thing, and now you've got Cotton and Lou Ann in the back. you got Bobby and Hank in the front. Uh, I tell my son that sometimes, just joking around with him. You, you got, got a, a fat, fat neck, neck, boy. <laughs> he's only a little. He's only like 12. He's real little. But. So, yeah, he's, he's in the back, and that's the only damn thing he can say is, good God, you got a fat neck, Hank. Hank just says, so, Dad, I thought we'd split up at the mall. And he goes, ah, you're going to talk the whole way. Just such an asshole. Anyway, uh, we are uh, at the mall. Everybody's walking real fast. Uh, by the way, I want to point out that Hank's in a in a in his Sunday best suit. He's in a suit. Oh He's yeah, Sunday yeah. best suit. Yeah, those the guys do very like overly dressed for the most <laughs> like non overly dressed situation. Yeah, it's like, like Bill has a radio interview. It's <laughs> like dress up in a suit. yeah, it's like they're all going to be Paul <laughs> right or now. something here. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Cotton says, I'm going to head down to the corn dog shack and watch the girlies make lemonade. Yeah. Weirdo. (laughs) So they are at the six flags over Texas mall. It is completely Christmased out in there. Uh, Hank says, goodbye, Peggy. She says no time. Uh, (laughs) she's so intent on getting these specials and these sales and stuff. Uh, she is walking along and my favorite line in this whole, whole show. She breaks her shoe and she goes, "Oh, fire truck!" Instead of using the F word, <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, says, yeah, fire she says "fire truck." truck I just love yeah. that. Uh, that sounds like my mother would say something like that. Uh, she goes to and and I've written a note here that says "shoe cobbler in the mall" with about seven question marks after it. I've never seen a shoe cobbler in a mall. Yeah, but, I've never seen a hey, shoe cobbler in a mall either. It's a great mall. I'm sure no. there's a, sure there's a doctor's office. They have and the mall. They have this mall in South yeah. Dallas. Uh, they have a, it's in South Dallas and not a, you know, the best part of town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they have just about everything you can think of in there. They have like mm-hmm. t-shirt screen printers where people are just printing t-shirts oh, yeah. off right there. They yeah. have, uh, like grills, like mouth grills and jewelry and stuff. Mm. People that just do it right this there is on the a spot. High class mall. Uh, they, Wait, uh, they fit the grill into your mouth at the mall. They do the mold. Like you bite in, you bite the mold. Oh, it does the mold and then great. they make the grill and yeah. then it sort of fit the mold of your mouth. Fantastic. They do all the jewelry, shoes, clothes everywhere and everything. But it's like a, it's like a, a bizarre, like, you know, it's not See? like a normal store. Like there's a location here, location here. Yeah. It's just like a open. Does bizarre. anybody here ever had a grill? You had a grill? Uh, no, but uh, I, uh, no. I'm actually, I'm actually ordering <laughs> one you, for the other Appreciate podcast that I'm doing. You are, you yeah. Ordering I'm, a grill? I'm ordering a grill for the other podcast because I'm, I'm doing it. So wait, if another you're persona. ordering one, do they like send you a big chunk of wax or something? They to bite send you into, the mold to bite into, or you go to the location and you'll bite into the mold or whatever. You go to the, go to the grill location. Yeah, whichever one you choose to go. Grills, to. grills, grills. Uh, well, generally the one that everybody goes to. That's the, the, if you want quality, you go to Johnny Dang in Houston. Johnny Dang. Johnny Dang TV oh. in Houston. Yes. Yeah, so. Why is he? Not a, why is Johnny Dang not a sponsor of this show? Yeah, I don't know. He should be. Johnny Dang's grills only the finest for your teeth. Yeah, the great. Yeah, great plug right there. You guys want to get another sponsor? That's good there. stuff. <laughs> yeah, man, there you yeah. Go. yeah, we could do these shows with grills the whole time and just like, yeah. Then Peggy went for you know. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, she's at the shoe cobbler. She says, uh, how long would it take to glue a rubber sole back onto a lady's loafer? He says, five minutes, a lady's loafer. That's a man's loafer. She says, it's a you know loafer. He says, ah, have it your way. So indignant. Yeah. He says, it's going to take a while. So Peggy just kind of sits down and waits. She's starting to relax a little bit. 
Uh, she's worried. I just about don't understand her what the length of time takes. Like, if you're gluing it, it takes the same amount of time. I don't know, man. Maybe it's the a, glue's got to set for a right. fourteen. A, what was it? Uh, Twenty-two. How how, it's how a big, big is her foot? Shoe. Yeah, it's big. I don't know. Ski size. Yeah, it's biggest big clamp shoe. he's got. Oh, sixteen there. and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's sixteen right. and a half. Really I think is what they are. Sixteen and a half. Mm-hmm. If I if if I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, Artie will tell me. So the guys are marching down the hall. Uh, they passed uh, Lost and Found. They passed Gift Wrap. Um, and they're all dressed in their Sunday finest. Uh, Bill, would you would you describe that as a pork pie hat? Or it's not a yeah. bowl. Yeah, pork, yeah, it's like pork a pie. pie. Okay, so he's got the pork, pork pie. Got the pork pie hat. Uh, and then which I, is a really funny hat for I think for for, for Bill, Bill to own. Who's a big fat head? Yeah, barely uh, fits. It's right. It barely fits. Just kind of just kind of rests on top of his big dome. Uh, Boomhauer, of course, with the times, he uh, has his has his jacket on with the sleeves all rolled up, Miami Vice style, looking pretty pretty damn sharp. Uh, they come in through the door to the uh, Research Associates Focus Group, and uh, of course, Khan is sitting there. I, I don't understand how this thing is two hours away, and they know everybody in the damn room. They know, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Conley's there. Well, you got to think. It's the only mall within two hours okay. of Never, Arlen, man. Texas. So I don't, if, I don't know how these dudes found out about this thing, and I don't yeah, know how they were invited to it, it days all before. Of Arlen, like all of Arlen's there. It's fantastic. Con, uh, oh, of course, is Remember, there. it's the busiest shopping day of the year. It's Black Friday. Yeah, so everybody is yeah. there. Okay. Arlen's dead right now. There's right. no mom and pops. Somebody's, there's no megalomart. Somebody's robbing every house yeah, in Arlen. They're, they're getting <laughs> robbed. The funny thing is, it's Black Friday, but surprisingly, there's not as much bloodshed. There weren't at this many mall. shoppers. That's what I thought yeah, too. It was a yeah. very quiet mall. Well, yeah. well, you got to think though. This is pre-rabid Black Fridays. Is it? This is the I don't 90s. think it is. This is the nineties. I remember going to Black this Friday is, sales in the nineties, and it was not. This is anywhere after, near it was in the two thousands. So. This is this is. <laughs> Cabbage Patch Kid. This is after Cabbage Patch Kid fr- craze. Yeah, but I don't remember it this being like rabid though. I don't remember people being like, oh no man, chunking crap iPhone. at each other. The cr- the craziest stuff I remember yeah. seeing is people like piling up at a door like Walmart, like yeah. four thousand deep and just storming into Walmart. But like I've never seen. I told you I, I, I saw a guy that. get cramp- trampled over a toaster. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah this is like tickle me Elmo time. That's right. Too. That's yeah. a like that's a really good reference. That, yeah. that, was, that was the new Furby. Kid. Maybe like a Furby Tickle around this time. Yeah, Furby. Oh, Furby. Oh, yeah. Oh, I saw a funny, speaking of, speaking of Furbies, there's this Etsy uh, creator that the, sells. The thing taken apart? The completely yeah. dissected Furby. He dissects the Furbies and he puts oh. them, kind of like, you know how you would uh, uh, do with like butterflies or whatever and pin them to yeah. something. He does that, but he does not with the Furbies. All pieces of the Furby. He dissects it. So yeah, creepy. Funny. Yeah, you can you can get in touch with with them uh, through what do you say, Johnny Con? <laughs> yeah, Johnny Dang. Johnny Dang, Johnny Dang knows that guy. Uh, so they come in and Con's there and hey, here come leftover turkeys. He thinks that's the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hank says, "Oh hell, you're here." Uh, he says, "I am everywhere you want to be, Hank Hill." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> wonderful. You'll be the tagline. That's right. That's right. And then uh, Jonathan Burroughs speaks up. He says, I am Jonathan Burroughs, your moderator. My research associates and I at Research Associates have only one client, the American (laughs) consumer. Yes, we are being paid by the Mason Corporation, but we're paid to be independent. That's a wonderful. That is a wonderful uh, phrase. That's good writing. (laughs) We're paid to be independent. We're paid to be independent. Uh, So they are, I just want to make a quick reference. Uh, They are in... um, 
uh, a room with a big table, everybody sitting around the table. There's uh, a one-way mirror on the wall where you assume people are behind that watching, uh, kind of getting getting the input and stuff as this guy conducts this thing. Yeah, the two-way. Yeah. Now, this is um, this entire show, or this entire episode, is uh, a reference to 12 Angry Men. Has, have any of you ever seen 12 Angry Men? I have not seen Heard 12 Angry Men, but I know it's to do with no. like a jury. It's a movie about it, like a jury. Yeah, 12 Angry Men, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it uh, it takes place in one room the entire time. Uh, it is uh, an old black and white movie, 1957. Uh, it starred uh, uh, Henry Fonda, uh, uh, E.G. Marshall, Jack Klugman, uh, Jack Warden, Ed Begley. I mean, lots of lots of really big names at the time, older guys. And uh, basically, they go into this thing uh, thinking that the guy did it. Uh, it's a murder trial. And then it's about the deliberation in the room, and it, it all takes place in this one room. And so as you as you go through this episode, um, there's there's tons, tons of references to 12 Angry Men. Even Bill... With his pork pie hat, taking off his shirt later, oh, and all that kind of stuff. It's all, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all. That's a, a movie could that could use a good remake. Uh, it's been remade several times. Yes. Here's what I've always wanted to do, though. Okay, so Twelve Angry Men's very um, dramatic, a uh, lot of tension. Um, guy almost gets killed in the room. You know the whole thing, right? It's 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 a very good movie, very good story. Uh, it was. Uh, Let's see, it was written by Reginald Rose, whoever that is. Uh, but anyway, this this very angry production, I've always wanted to do it as like kids theater. Oh, like a kid theater? I want like, a bunch of little... about like high school or? <laughs> no, no. Oh, younger than I that. Want, oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I, want like, I want like elementary kids doing this. <laughs> oh, that would be know? hilarious, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 12 angry children. Uh, okay, so uh anyway big uh big props to 12 angry men great great movie everybody should go watch it go watch it 1957 i guarantee it's on youtube somewhere for probably about free 50 oh absolutely it's it's for free yeah because free 45, i yeah. i uh i used to show it to my classes and stuff i used to use it as as part of part of uh, uh curriculum yeah yeah no we just watch movies but anyway that's um, a curriculum yeah. though right in, in the right class it can be, yeah, 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 because you're talking about conflict res- resolution. You, have you ever, uh, as a teacher, have you ever taught any classes like that? Like, uh, like just like specifically a film based class where all you do is just discuss film. Never taught a real film based class, but I used a lot of films and documentaries and stuff in my classes. A That's lot good. Of the time. That's good. I liked teachers that used visual aids and stuff like that yeah. as well as stood up there and teaching because you could only listen to somebody for the problem so you get long. into is the TED talks. Everybody thinks the TED Talks are so poignant. And but they're, stuff. Really, they're really not. They're sometimes just, they're really not. Yeah, yeah really sometimes not. you can overuse a TED Talk. It's know? just it's it's just uh, some overinflated ego that paid. It's friggin' kids Because they don't. pay to do that. Like, people that do TED Talks, kids it's do not, not free. Watch that. They yeah. pay multiples of thousands of dollars to be able to stand there and just talk. Kids don't want to watch 12 Angry yeah. Men either, but. Uh, it's easier no. to use you, 12 if you, Angry Men if you use than clips. a TED Talk. Well, and also, I just wanted I to watch clips. 12 Angry Men. I so. always preferred clips. We did a lot of uh, clips and movies and stuff when I was in ROTC. Yeah. We used to watch, like, uh, what's that one called? Uh, 12 O'Clock High? Mm-hmm. We used to watch yeah. it. We, we, we watched that one, and then How I Learned to Love the Bomb, Dr. Mm-hmm. Strangelove. Yeah. We watched that one a bunch. 
and when we would do it, he would use them as like teaching tools. I don't know how, I don't remember because <laughs> I was only focused on the movie, but sure. he would use the movies yeah. as lessons, uh, you know, military lessons. We were supposed to like, especially when we're teaching high school, middle school and stuff, you're supposed to get all that stuff approved before yeah, you use it. Yeah. But, uh, it's better to ask for forgiveness and ask for permission. Yeah, in those situations. I just, was, I just yeah. would take the yeah. chances and play the thing. If somebody walked by, it seemed to have worked out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing it anymore, so it worked out great. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Bill, he says, uh, uh, I'll, uh, no, well, they, Bill and Dale come into the room kind of mumbling, right? Yeah, right, 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 right. And, yeah. and Dale's like, oh, I'll do all the talking. And then Hank sees them and says, what's the matter? Dale says, well, we may or may not have run into your dad in the men's room, and we may or may not have told him that we are being paid $50 to participate in a focus group, mostly May. And uh, Hank is like, oh, dear God. Uh, yeah, he's not looking forward to that because this is like his escape. Oh, this is his, you yeah. know, it's his holiday. It's his he, Thanksgiving break from well, he, work. He literally and, told him, you know, we're splitting up, you know, and then his dad, of course, is going to go watch the girls. You know corn what? Dogs. I think that's even, I think Hank being at a mall on the day after Thanksgiving is even crazier than anything because Hank should be at work right now. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, another, that's another conversation. That's right? true. I it's feel true. like but Hank should be so, at work. Yeah. yeah. Why would Hank? Why it's would a big Hank? Propane day. The man's man. No, but he's a man's man. Yeah. Name one. Name one man's man that you know that just hey, let's go. Let's all Black Friday. I'm gonna be up before anybody. You know, like he's up in the car. Car started. It's early in the morning. True. Like he's ready to go. Well, like he said, he doesn't get up early except unless there's fish involved. Yes, yeah, so, but he yeah. got up early to for a shopping day. I don't know. It seems kind of so. Uh, so Hank gets up to here. try to close the door so his dad won't come in, and, and uh, of course there's Cotton right there pushing right his there. way in. He says, "Oh, Dad, that was a close one," uh, and he closes the door. Says, now, uh, what you're going to want to do is turn around, head out the door, and, well, once you're out the door, there's really no wrong turn trying to get him the hell out of there. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Cotton's like, get out of my way. And he's, uh, get out of my way. Damn it. He closes the door. Uh, and then the uh, Jonathan Burroughs says, uh, why don't we start introducing ourselves? Con, of course, goes first. Uh, he yep. says that uh, he's Con Susan News and Phone, and he is a systems analyst. And then I think they this say, is the first time we've heard he's a systems analyst, right? Yeah, this is the first time you hear yeah. what he does. But what is a systems analyst? What kind of systems? <laughs> oh, well, that's what Hank says. Yeah. yeah, he says so. So he yeah. says, so what do you, so that's what you do. What kind of systems? He goes, oh, why bother explaining you? you You're already you in know. over your head. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming yeah. they're thinking programmer, that sort of thing, right? That sort of stuff. Uh, and so um, <clears throat> they go around the a table. And of course, Lane Prattley's there, which I think is really awesome. Yeah, Lane right? Prattley, which uh, Artie sent me something about this he particular says, scene here. He says, You, sir. He says, uh, Lane Prattley, Lane Prattley Ford, Prattley Hyundai, or Hyundai, and I've got my own Prattley Cadillac. My daddy ain't doing so good. <laughs> he says, This right here is the second appearance. He said that his first mm -hmm. was last episode when Peggy was driving the truck. Uh, at Lane Prattley Chevrolet. Remember, she drove the truck, she did the test was drive. Was he the. That was Lane. I don't, he, I don't think he was the salesman. Was, was that Lane? I don't think it was. I don't know. Already might be wrong on that one, but if if it is that that was it. But uh, he said. Uh, but we've already seen Lane, right? Because he was there uh, when he left uh, Strickland, right? When we had the the flashback in the toilet. Uh, that was Fatherton. Oh, that was Fatherton. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's You're right. Never mind. Never mind. But he says Fatherton. right here, he says that uh, in this episode, Prattley says he owns Prattley Ford, Prattley Honda, and hoping to add Prattley Cadillac. Because his daddy ain't doing so good. Okay. And then in later episodes, 
He says that he owns Lane Prattley, Cadillac, and Hyundai, assuming that his daddy must have died. Hmm. So, uh, or he it was a the hostile takeover. Sorry, he took over the business. Or the hostile takeover, yeah. yeah. But since his daddy yeah, is doing so good, we'll, we'll assume that he passed here. So uh, then we're introduced to Boyce Hubert. Do we ever see Boyce Hubert again? I don't know that we see Boyce Hubert again, but that's also my next trivia bit that I was get, getting to. I was waiting for you to introduce Boyce Hubert. So Boyce, Boyce Hubert, Hubert, minister, although I've lost my faith. Of course, I did find a pretty great parking space on my way in, but the Lord works in such a serious way. Who the hell knows? Yep, and uh, <laughs> that is voiced by Billy Bob Thornton. Really? Yep. Oh, yeah. Holy shoots. Yeah, yeah Dwight, Dwight Yoakam actually does Lane Prattley here. Oh, this does he the really? the only time Dwight Yoakam's yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Dwight Yoakam does Lane Prattley. Right after, yeah, I forgot uh, to mention that, too. This oh. is right after Sling Blade, I think. Yeah, this would be around what, the time 97? of Sling Blade, which Sling Blade, he did the... Uh, Mustard and biscuits. I didn't get that. He did the did entire... Uh, oh, no. Somebody's phone wants to talk to us. But he did... Uh, oh, no, yeah. You're good, dude. <laughs> no, it's all good. He did... Uh, he did the direction and everything on that too. He directed uh, uh, Sling Blade. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was absolutely. like his Sling Blade's one of my directorial yeah. debut. I feel like I think that was his first movie he ever directed was Sling yeah, Blade. It's fantastic one. Oh, that's one of yeah. the best he movies. He got nominated for best actor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He should Excellent. have for that. That was and a great, great movie. Oh, John Ritter was actually in that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. John Ritter was in that too. Like John Ritter was yeah. in that. Uh, the kid, the kid. The kid that he ends up going and doing Friday Night Lights with is in that too. Uh, something something yeah. black, whatever his name is. I think his last name is Black Lewis. But no, no, that ain't it. Whatever his name is, <laughs> he ended up. Uh, he was the one that did the Tokyo Drift too. Yeah. He was the kid in that movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. So next we get around to Hank. He says, uh, "My name's Hank Hill, and I." And of course, Cotton busts in and says, "He runs a gas station. I'm Cotton Hill. I killed fifty men." Uh, I I hate the way that Cotton treats Hank at this point. He always like just talks down on his very, job. Very angry. Yeah, he always talks down on what he does for a living and stuff like oh he runs a gas station. So Jonathan Burroughs is over there putting all this stuff into the into the laptop. Uh Dale looks at him and says, Is that a real computer? What kind of question is that? Is that a real is computer? Is that a real computer? He, yes. He says yes. He says, Oh, in that case my name is uh Rusty Shackleford. Shackleford. And he lights a cigarette and he goes Shackleford. Shackleford. Uh, is this the first time he's called Rusty Shack? Yeah. Is it? Okay. This is the first time he refers to himself that way. He he did tell Hank about Rusty back whenever it was like Hank, yeah. Hank's dirty laundry. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's, let's, uh, new identity. Yeah. He's like, so yeah, this is the yeah, first, first time he refers to himself. It's not yeah. the first mention of Rusty yeah. Shackleford, yeah, 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 yeah. but it is the first... First time to he becomes Rusty Shackleford. Is yeah. Rusty Shackleford. Remember, Hank also tried to use the alias Rusty Shackleford one time when he was escaping the police at the dump. Sure. Remember, he, got, oh, he was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, was, right. I was a sick kid. Because of all the yeah, porn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The porn episode, yeah. So, Boomhauer's next. He says, hey, you just go ahead and call me Boomhauer, man. Don't know the last name. No, done not a different thing. You know, had a job back here, comp settlement, see if you work comp too, man, tax-free. So, <laughs> so here he is saying that uh, – he doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. He's uh, mm-hmm. living off of workman's He's cup. basically, uh, he's almost got like the PP money. Yeah, the PP money. Slipping on the PP money. But I think <laughs> right here, this is, I, I honestly think that he's deep undercover. He could be. He could he's be. deep, deep he could be. That That's, lends to it. This lends to it here. Oh, absolutely. We find out later that he's that uh, Texas Ranger. Yeah. 
So uh, Which I still think is crazy that that's the route they went with it. After Bohauer says all that, you see the guy hit tab a couple of times on his computer. I'm assuming he just went past him. <laughs> yeah, he just skipped he, that guy. Because who the hell can We're understand done. him? <laughs> Next, you get Bill Dotrieve. He stands up, takes off his pork pie hat, and says, I'm Bill Dotrieve. I'm Sergeant Barber in the United States Army. I'm five foot eight and three quarter inches tall. My wife, Lenore, divorced me in the year of our Lord, 1991. That's about it. And then he what sits the down. hell? Like, who in the, who in the <laughs> fuck just stands there and says, he well, my wife, Lenore, divorced me in the year thing. of our Lord, 1991. The entire thing, yeah. The guy says... So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's such a... Well, it is. That's the funny thing. Like, the fact that he mentions that shows that that is, like, one of the absolute definite... Like, oh, like it's a defining that thing about Bill. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big it. thing yeah. for him. He stopped living when she left. Uh, the guy, uh, Jonathan, stands up and says, Super, what a fine lot you are. I'd now like to direct your attention to the best that the Mason Corporation has to offer. And Hank is so ready for this. He's like, that's my mower, the Mason 1500. The guy says, the Drum Mason 2500. And he pulls the sheet off the mower, and you get from the everyone, Mason. sweet Lord, sweet have Lord. mercy. And then, Hank, that's not my mower. That's not my mower. This is a big purple mower with a yellow stripe all over it. it I is, think that's uh, a funny line. Because you know how like prevalent that line mower. has been yeah. in politics lately? And the fact that in the 90s that uh, they have this line, that's not my mower. It's not my mower. Hey, and that, that, should is, be, that should be a great political slogan right there for somebody. That's, that's not, not my mower. My mower. <laughs> I don't know if anybody would know what the know. hell they were talking Vote about. Vote for Senator Birdwell. That's not my mower. Hey, and that takes us to a commercial break. Uh, we are going to take one real quick, and we will be right back. So, Mike, we've got uh, another St. Angeles candle to burn Saint today. St. Angeles. St. Angeles. We've got St. Germain. St. Germain? Yeah. Uh, Hardly knew him. S T J G E R M A I N. So uh, this is a, I don't know. It's a very. I don't know that saint. It's a manly. It's a, new one. It's a manly smell. Yeah. Here. It is. Uh, it is a little. It. it I smell. I, I smell the blackberry. A I smell black like a berry. Current? A black currant, like a yeah. current, a mm-hmm. current smell. And it's funny because black currant uh, in England they have a black currant concentrate drink called Ribena that mm-hmm. I used to drink a lot as a kid. Sure. So it's kind of got a hint of that smell in there, too. It sounds like what people in a depressed, uh, water-laden country would drink. Yeah, it's, it's really sure. good. It's really good stuff, actually. Uh, and then, the like, I can smell a hint of patchouli. I don't know. It's a very patchouli. manly scent. It so, is a little uh, manly. For yeah. all you lady listeners. I can feel the hair uh, on my chest growing. It's reminiscent of the cologne that you would, you know, spray on on your pillow from your significant other or on the, your boyfriend's the, shirt on your boyfriend's shirt or the the hoodie that you stole mm-hmm. you know the, on your the, dog's the, collar the, the fragrance of men's body odor sure. mixed with cologne <laughs> fragrance of men's body odor yum no nah, it smells great it's a Burn great it. smelling candle it is really good though i mean it's, it's a very a, it's, a, it's a very manly sm- a very manly scent so this thing i like it this thing uh reminds me a little bit of the miracle of the of the oils too though it's been burning for about seven days yeah <laughs> <laughs> they the, her candles uh burn really really well i like how yeah. they burn they burn real yeah. evenly the, everything just i don't know you gotta let it if, after you oh. buy one and you clip the you, well know, you clip made. your wick 
You let it burn for two hours wait, or wait whatever, minute, and wait, it's wait, just wait, wait, great. You got to clip your wick? You always clip the wick on every candle you buy. I don't buy. clip a wick. Well, well you're, you're messing up your candles. How am I messing up the candles if I don't clip the wick? Well, you have to clip the wick because if you light the wick, it just bur- the wick burns until it oh. settles out, right? So you cut it so it doesn't have all that extra heat and stuff and uneven for your... It's uneven. It'll burn your candle weird and uneven. I have never read that on the instructions, but I will start clipping my wicks. Even on the dollar store it's candles, charcoal. if you look on the bottom of a dollar store candle, it'll say clip X amount of the wick before burning. Clip the wick. So these are not dollar store candles. These are very, very good candles that you can find so you at com Slash candles. Slash candles. And if you use the creator code KOTH20, you'll get a slight discount on those candles. And we appreciate everybody that's already bought candles from her yeah, using man. our code. She's she, been selling uh, some candles. She has let me know that you guys actually bought some candles. So You know what she's that. doing? You know what we're helping her do? Make the world a better smelling place. It does. Because uh, before we burnt this candle, uh, my guts are tore up right now. It smelled and like was, ass in here. Yeah. I was just dropping, you know, like toots, like real nasty dropping toots. Dropping toots. Dropping real nasty toots. If you drop toots, Mason could smell Saint it through Angelis. the glass. So. That was that was that was great. So yeah, everybody, Saint Angeles dot com slash candles. If you hurry up and order them, you might be able to get it for Christmas. Don't hold me to it because I don't know what the shipping time is. <laughs> but either way, if you can't get it for Christmas, get it after Christmas. Get it, you know, if you get your tax income check coming in, go and just <laughs> splurge, check, splurge, splurge on, on that. Get you know, uh, they do not accept EBT unfortunately right now. But I heard that it's in the works. I was at a gas pump uh, yesterday and something popped up and said it take. They now take Wix W E X. I don't know what the hell that is. I don't know what that is either. But St. Angeles does not take wicks. They don't take wicks, right. but they have wicks on deck. Clip your wicks. Clip your wicks. That's right. <laughs> All right. St. Angeles. Great candles. Go buy one. St. Angeles.com slash candles. Code KOTH20. All right, guys. We are back. And uh, everyone is gathered around feeling up the mower. Yeah, they're 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 talking about this. Uh, uh, Hank goes, well, that's not my mower. They call uh-huh. this progress. They pushed out all the mower to make room for cruise control, zero turning radius, featherweight space-age polymers, optional rear bag attachment, Tommy Hilfiger sports package. Tommy Hilfiger sports package. Boy, Hilfiger. That, yeah, Hilfiger. Hilfiger, he says. Yeah. He says Hilfiger, <laughs> yeah. sorry. And it is, uh, you My talk brain about said it right. Cause it read it right. But yeah, he'll finger is you, what he says. You talk about placing something in a moment in time. You, you know, exactly when this was, Oh, it was like, it was the Tommy era of like the Eddie involved. Bauer packages yeah. on cars and yeah. stuff like that too. Tommy Hilfinger love his sports packages. Uh, Khan says, I love this mower so much. My heart hurts. The guy says, why? Why do you love it so much? He says, because Hank, he'll never be able to afford one on his meager salary. Which is funny that he always talks about money and money and money and money. And when he's actually just in the exact oh, same yeah, situation sure. as Hank as a, uh, as a middle-aged man, just trying to survive. Yeah. Uh, Cotton, of course, uh, he, uh, pops up and says, my boy is a pump jockey works, works for, for tips. tips. He says, dad, I do not work for tips. Pump, pump jockey. jockey. And he says, Dad, I am not a... Pu- works for tips. Uh, Cotton says, I like the mower. It's got a lot of nice curves, like a pretty young woman. Hank's mower Hank's mower is like a dumpy fishwife. What the hell's a fishwife? I don't know, but I am about to Google that because that is something I've never heard of. And I hope it's not like something... Uh uh, dera- yeah, derogatory. Oh, it's definitely derogatory. It's <laughs> got to be. Ah, it is. It's yeah. funny. She's okay, so comely. a fishwife <laughs> means a coarse-mannered woman who is prone to shouting. Uh, in quotations here, it says the shriek of a fishwife. 
I've never, that is huh. the first I've heard of that. All so right. It is a shouting a great deal and behaving in a very unpleasant and bad-tempered way. A mean lady. All right, let's a, get... A, a word that only a man could create. Let's uh, do... We're now going over to the ice skating rink uh, with the big Christmas tree in the middle of it. You hear some loud rock music playing, and uh, Bobby's like, what are we waiting for, Luann? She, she's trying to get her out onto the ice, you know, to, to start looking for guys. She says, mm, maybe it's too soon. Buck and Bobby, of course, in Bobby's way, Buckley's not getting any debtor, Luann. It's time to move on. Yeah. Uh, they're watching all the skaters and stuff. She says, yeah. He pulls her and says, let's go. And she literally just falls flat on her face right there in the front. Uh, <laughs> and then you hear Rock and Roll Part 2 playing. You know what song it is? Gary Glitter. That's yeah, it, yeah, yeah, Gary Glitter. Yeah. That was, that was yeah. actually wow. What a name. Saying. Oh, here you go. So a fun fact about Gary Glitter. Gary Glitter was arrested in 1997 and then convicted <laughs> in prison in 1999 for downloading child pornography. Wonderful. He was also convicted oh, wow. and imprisoned okay. of child sexual abuse <laughs> in 2006. Way to just kill the mood, Russ. convicted and imprisoned <laughs> in 2015 <laughs> on charges of attempted rape of minors. So can we, uh, can we light another candle oh, in wow. here real quick, okay. please? Gary Glitter was, uh, yeah, he was on, some other, on some other shit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's in jail to this I, day. He, I'm assuming that's why you don't hear that played. In, well, in I'm, I'm going to applaud Artie Problem. for the investigation here. You know, like yeah, good job, Artie. Wow. So uh, she falls flat on her face. You hear rock and roll part two playing part two, and uh, Bobby says, "Are you okay?" And she goes, oh, "It's just a, that was Buckley and I's song, <laughs> rock and roll part two, wow. the one they play at every basketball game." Yeah. Uh, and then of course the ghost of Buckley skates up and says, "Hey," <laughs> she says, "You gotta leave in the buildup." Hey. But uh, but um, no, hey. sit. Nah, it doesn't matter. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it goes down and then he goes, Hey, hey. oh, hey. you know what? I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that that was timed. That's very, very good. Uh, so she sees Buckley and then he goes off into the wind. Um, I love well, how they do that here. though. What do you with mean? Buckley, how they they, they oh, still yeah. bring him in as the angel of yeah. It's not Buckley anymore; it's the angel of. <laughs> so now we get uh, back at the cobbler. Uh, Peggy is waiting on her shoes. He is putting her shoes back onto her, but she is sleeping hard. She is out. Uh, we go back to the uh, to the room, with which all is odd that the guy is putting shoes on her feet while she's asleep. Sure, I just want to. Well, it's out. it's quite a quite an undertaking, I would imagine. Uh, we go back to the focus group, and Prattley is uh, going off. He says, well, you got to love product with this many options and add-ons. See, that's where you make your money. You take your options, rear back. Now, if I had a Mason dealership, I guarantee you, if I walked into my showroom, you'd ride out in a big bag behind your ass. What a great thing to say, Prattley. Uh, Bill says, you sold me pinstripes for my escort. And then he goes, no, 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 no. Let me explain <laughs> to you. I financed your pinstripes for your escort. <laughs> Bill looks so dejected. He's yeah, that's funny gun. as hell. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, the man running the focus group says, so if I'm hearing you people, this mower has surpassed your expectations and quite possibly your dreams. Uh, Hank is like, no, hold on. Uh, Boomhauer, Bill, and Rusty and me don't like it. Of course, Cotton pipes up again. Ah, of course you don't like it. Anything I like, you don't like. Then when I say I don't like something, for example, your mother, you got to say how much you like her even more. And you see Hank just starting to get pissed. Yeah, he's getting pissed. He's making that piss face. Please keep my mother out of this, he says. Uh, Which is the most he's said up to this point. Yeah. And then... uh, He's defended uh, Troy Edmund Moore. The guy turns to him and says, how about you, Rusty? Rusty? Rusty. Bill says, Rusty? Finally, Dale kicks in. He goes, oh, oh Shackleford. Shackleford. Yes, I am pro mower. 
Hank speaks up. He's like, what? He says, I like the ashtray. Don't be an idiot, Dale. That's the gas cap. That's the gas cap. Uh, mm. <laughs> we get more from Cotton. He's an idiot. He can use it however he wants. Uh, thank you, Colonel. He says, yeah. thank you, Colonel. Uh, and then the guy running it says, well, it looks like we're pretty close to a consensus. Now, if we could discuss the electronic seat warmer. Hank starts piping up. Why would we need our seat warm? That's what our pants are for, right, Boomhauer? Boomhauer, he has fallen he has fallen in love with this mower also. He's like, I don't know, Hank Dango, get naked on a dango thing, man. I'm gonna eat my little vibrate my feel good, man. So uh the gentleman running the thing, he says, So you're in favor of the mower, Mr. Boomhauer? Uh he says, Hey man, dango, listen, man. I don't understand why he's so pissed off. I guess because the guy can't understand him. That's probably what it is. He's probably getting that's. I think this might be the first time that you see uh, Boomhauer genuinely frustrated at the fact that somebody, somebody can't understand, can't understand him. Because yeah. you got to think of how yeah. frustrating that is for Boomhauer that nobody ever knows what he says, so they just ignore him and go on to the next subject. Yeah. They just move past him. Yeah. Eventually, right. that's got to take its toll on him, you know. So yeah, he's just saying, "Hey, man, you, you got dang old listen to me, man." <laughs> yeah. The guy turns to the laptop and just deletes Boomhauer's name. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's done with Boomhauer. <laughs> Hank sighs and just like boom. Hauer and Bill says, I'd like to make a point. Hank says, I already made your point, Bill. We don't like it. We like the old model. Thank you. The guy says, is that the point you wanted to make Mr. Dotrieve? He says, yes, no, Hank, you've been speaking for me for, I don't know how long Hank says years and years. He says, that sounds about right. <laughs> well, starting today, William Fontaine de la Dotrieve speaks for himself, stands up, takes his hat off again. Cause he's making a point. Here comes Prattley says that a boy, Phil. Not his name. (laughs) And he says, well, uh, he says, and what I have to say will rock your world. I like the cup holder (laughs) and he puts his hat back on and sits down. That's it. He loves that cup holder. And then Hank goes, Bill, we can order you a cup holder and I'll attach it to you. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Mr. Hill guy says Mason does not make parts for models that are being discontinued. This is the first time that they've heard that the 1500 is being discontinued. Yeah. Your mower is, uh, what's a nice word for obsolete? Collectible. Bill says, collectible? He says, perfect. perfect. Uh, and then, of course, Cotton comes back in. Your mower's obsolete, Hank. When something gets old and tired, you got to trade up. All of this is veiled um, about his mother, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's all about his mom. Hank says, you Again. mean like you traded in mother? Uh, uh, and he says, I didn't trade in your mama. Uh, trade in has some value. I, I scrapped, scrapped her. her. Man, he's fucked up. God. Yeah. God, so this yeah, is one did. of the first times that uh, that Bill actually speaks up and sticks up for himself. That's true. Yeah, yeah, Hank. yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's that true. is yeah. one of the first times yeah. he stands up for himself. That's a big deal. Bill does not do that very often. That no, it is a big deal. Because well, no, you got to think doesn't. of like how we find out how Bill used to be like late in later episodes, how he was like, he was, he was like the, the bulldozer. He was the out, like he was the alpha male of the group. Yeah, even over absolutely. Hank, yeah, even absolutely. over Hank at that time, yeah. he was the alpha male. Even over Hank, because he was a it. big bad son bitch. Hank says, uh, <laughs> "Listen to all of you. You're hypnotized by a slick mower with all sorts of bells and whistles, and you're going to fall for it." Well, I'm not. My mower is reliable, mo- low maintenance, and has held up damn well over the years. I've got a good mower, and I have a good mother. Uh, <laughs> the guy says, "So let's see a show of hands." He's still just pushing. He's trying to get him out of here. Says, so let's see a show of hands. All those in favor of the new model? Bill says, wait, are we voting for Hank's mom or the mower? Wow. The guy says the mower, and he puts his hand straight up. So that's everybody with their hand up, with the exception of Hank. Um, 
We we transition to just a little bit later, and the guy that's running the group, uh, he is standing up at the end of the table. He's eating some pink yogurt, and he says, oh, gentlemen, you've made it clear. The new mower is what today's consumer wants. Dale says, when do we get our 50 bucks? <laughs> and Hank says, we haven't earned it yet. This invitation specifically states that we are to discuss the new lawnmower for three hours from 9 a.m. to noon. We still have an hour and a half. You know what that does? It reminds me of uh, school. Hank would have been the guy that would have been like, oh, yeah, you forgot to take everybody's homework. Yeah. Yeah. And he would wait till like the yeah. end of the day to do it, too. He wouldn't do it at the beginning of class. It would be at the very end. Yeah. So oh, this, uh, is, this is very much Same like, guy that actually brings the invitation. To, yes. uh, to the meeting. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but this is very much agenda here. This is very much like Twelve Angry Men at this point because everybody That's in the room is thing. convinced except one guy at the start of the movie. Oh, okay. And he talks them basically into a different version of of what's going on. Yeah, that's what happened to Danny Masterson, the guy from uh, that '70s show. Mm. He was in 12 Angry Men. No, he wasn't in 12 Angry Men. They had a hung jury recently on yeah. his his trial. Yeah. There was one guy in the room that said, I think he did it. And the rest of them said that they don't think he did. Wow. So, uh, again, uh, Hank is just, he's pointing to the contract and he says, we got some time left here. Let's do this thing. Everybody grumbles. Uh, and then Khan says, give us a break, Hank. When you little redneck boy, you couldn't defend your mother. Now you compensate by defending your mower. You confuse personal issues with technological. I have father issues too, but this is a good mower. And everybody's just like, yeah, yeah it's, Hank says, no, it's not. And you know what? I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is. I'll put up my 50 bucks less my expenses if you still like the new mower after I've had my say. Dale says, that works out to $7 a piece. Which is spot on math. (laughs) It is spot on math. Cotton says, put on your tap shoes, Shirley. Which, okay. (laughs) I don't really understand, but sure. Uh, we, we now transition to Luann. She's on the side rail trying to skate. You know how, when you put on those skates for the first time, or you're just not good at it, you know, you're wanting to fall down and stuff. Uh, and of course, Bobby is automatically good at it. He comes just flying by. Wait till dad sees this. Uh, Bobby has a lot of hidden talents for some reason. We go, we go back to the, uh, that put on your tap shoes, Shirley, Shirley Temple. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's, I, that's what it is. I wouldn't yeah, have thought yeah. that. I would have, that would have never I'm been assuming, my first thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still a weird yeah. thing to and say. And the song right here. Yeah. The song right here is right now by Van Hagar. Oh, of really? All, really? All that's what's playing in the background. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think so. It's a new song. That's wonderful. <laughs> Van Hagar. Van Hagar. <laughs> okay. We are. Uh, is that Sammy Hagar's brother? No, 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 no. He's talking about Van uh, Hagar. No, Hagar that's Sammy Van Hagar. Halen whenever it's Sammy oh, Hagar. Oh, I got <laughs> you. Yeah. So uh, we're. Yeah, that's a. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, you're good, man. Uh, we are back in the room, and of course, Cotton. Uh, uh, I, I'm sorry. We're with Dee Dee and uh, Tilly, and yeah. for some reason, they're in front of the corn dog store. Uh, it is called Stick Doggy Dog uh, Fresh Squeezed Lemonade, and there are two Stick Doggy Dog. There are two girls just pumping away furiously <laughs> on something. I don't know if it's the lemonade or if it's the batter or what the hell it is, but that's a big ass stick they're pumping. Yeah, take that. Two ladies on that. They're they're over there churning butter. Yeah. Uh, So uh, 
It's Dee Dee and Tilly talking, and, and Dee Dee says, I'm sorry about all those things Cotton said about you. It doesn't mean anything. He just doesn't like you. Mm. <laughs> She's such an idiot. Uh, Tilly says, I wouldn't mind Cotton's rantings if Hank would just stick up for me. And this is the first time we really see her disappointment in this thing. Dee Dee says, well, if it makes you feel any better, Hank doesn't stick up for me either. His own stepmother. His own stepmother. Great point, Dee Dee. Yeah. This job. is one of my Great favorite parts points. about this about this show is like the just the deadpan look oh yeah of characters after something ridiculous is said oh absolutely and there's a there's a hard pause there and then bam like yeah. we're on to the next thing yeah his own stepmother so funny. Oh, we see the this is where we see the priest again right? we are back yeah we're back at the focus group and we've got hank talking uh he's got his coat off now so everything's starting to get hot this is the same thing from 12 angry men people started taking their shirts off and all this stuff because it was so hot in this room uh and they're all in there and they don't want to be there hank says now you folks think that just because this mower is new and improved we should just get rid of the old one right Everybody's like, yep, that's about the size of it, says Dale. says, hold on for a second. A lot of great things in life are old, like old glory, old faithful, old testament. And then here we get the reverend, thou shalt not kill. Just because a baptism turns into a little drowning, everybody's got to blame somebody. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> reverend, that's an awful thing. That's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, Prattley, he's like, reverend, that's an awful thing. So the guy speaks up, uh, or, or I'm sorry, Prattley says, can I ask you a question? What kind of car do you drive, he says to the to the reverend. And the Reverend says a Mitsubishi Diamante. I looked up uh, a uh, Diamante. It's sure, a, I'm, I'm pretty Diamante. sure that's a yeah. It's a it's, it's a lovely, a 99, I lovely imagine. car. I think that's the season. Yeah, it was a nine. We're in ninety nine. The year ninety nine. Like a Corolla. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much just like a Corolla. He says, Hank, if you're just about through here, I'd like to take the good Reverend over to the lot and put him behind the wheel of a brand new pre-owned Sonata. What a great line. <laughs> it is a great line. <laughs> Brand that, new. That, that's Prattley in a nutshell. Pre-owned yeah. Sonata. Well, that's, that's what I like that's about Prattley is they uh, they make him uh, like undyingly the car salesman. He's always oh, talking yeah. about how to sell oh, a car. He's definitely a car Oh, yeah, salesman, you know, if yeah. you get that, if you if you if we had these in my dealership, you'd be riding with a bag underneath your hind end. Yeah. Hank says, I'm not through here yet, Lane. Let me ask you this. If you, if you buy this mower with all the bells and whistles, he says, well, hell yeah. He says, so you'd be the one paying all that dealer markup, right? And Bill says, you'd be just like me. And then uh, Prattley pops up with, oh, hey now, Hondo. Anybody know what Hondo is? Hondo. All right, Hondo. Like Tonto? Uh, Hondo is a 1953 movie starring John Wayne. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I, I was thinking of Hondo, Texas. There's also a city called Hondo. Hondo. John Farrow. That's a, that was one of, the, one of them John Farrow flicks, them John Farrow westerns. It came out in 3D when it came out. With the glasses? Yep. Whoa. It was the John, old, they had John Wayne 3D the movies? The old blue and red I'm surprised, 3D. I'm surprised he yep. would be on board with something like and that. And what's so weird is, is it's not a movie that you would think would be in 3D. It was yeah. just because 3D was a thing. Uh, it's about him being almost like a bounty hunter kind of thing, and he's riding through, and he comes across these, uh, I believe it's Apaches, and there is a white woman and her little daughter living amongst the Apaches, and he he tries to save them from the Apaches. Oh, wow, stuff. okay. So that's, that's, what right. the, that's where Hondo comes from. Hondo. Not sure why he's calling people Hondo, but all right. Uh, he says, uh, oh, hey, now, Hondo, just a second here. Uh, those uh, god dang Mason sons of bitches, I'm changing my vote. So he's got one, right? 
He's got one. He's got one that's flipped, and he did it the right way. He told him he, he appealed to his senses, you know, about being the guy who's being taken. Hank says, all right, then. We're making some progress here. Now, Boomhauer, you like that electric seat warmer? He goes, yo. He says, uh, it sounds like a good thing. I'll give you that. But, Boomhauer, when you ride your mower, where do you keep your beer? Between the legs. Man, I'm planting a dang old beer right between the legs, man. He says, between his legs. He says, in other words, the electronic seat warmer is heating up more than just Boomhauer's can. It's also heating up his can of beer. Oh, man, I don't want warm beer. <laughs> like, I got that dang old Euro trash man <laughs> drinking right. that dang old warm crap. <laughs> Dang old Euro trash, man. He says, all right, Boomhauer's on board. That makes three of us. So give me uh, give me an idea here. We're, we're t- so we got Boomhauer. There's nine people in the room, right. c- including we the... Got, uh, we got Hank, we got Boomhauer, and we've got Prattley yeah. now, right? So we're almost there. We're almost so those consensus. three. Dale, of course, says, uh, you'll never sway me. I am unswayable, Hank says. I'd be a little more impressed with you, Dale, if you didn't have chocolate chip crumbs all over your eyebrows. This one, to me, is one of the uh, – this one and where he gets the reverend to drive the thing, these are the two smartest ones to me. Yeah, I believe so. Right? Yeah. He says, Dale, I'd be a little more impressed if you didn't have chocolate chip crumbs all over your eyebrows. He says, no way. He says, see for yourself, and points him to the two-way mirror. Uh, he goes, hey, you're right. And then he turns on the light. <laughs> I don't know how he turns off the lights in there and keeps the lights on in the other room, but – Hank figured out how to do it. He sees all the people behind the glass looking at him. Dale, of course, is like... I don't know how you get chocolate, chocolate chip crumbs on your I, eyes. I don't know. I don't know you put your face how, how, the, how madly are you eating these? <laughs> you yeah, are eating some them damn pretty good damn cookies. madly. That, that's right. Either he's eating them crazily or they're just some no, damn no, good no. cookies. <laughs> so he sees the people He sees the people behind the one-way glass and he goes, Ah, who are these people? The guy says, oh, those are just the people sent here to monitor your thoughts and opinions. You know, get inside your hell. You, inside your head, and Dale freaks the hell out. I mean, that Paul's is the ass. key. He's gone. That is the key yep. to freaking out Dale. And Hank immediately says, "That's four. He got four. So we're back at the cobbler. Um, Peggy is still asleep. She is drooling all over the place. We just get this quick aside <laughs> of her just snoring the whole time. Yeah. Uh, we go back into the room. The guy who's running, he says, "All right, I think I've got enough positive and negative comments to put together a very positive report." Bill at this point is yeah. Bill at this point is in his undershirt using his pork pie hat to just fan himself. That is a as a quick callback to Twelve Angry Men. Uh, Hank says, uh, "Not so fast. I've still got thirty minutes." Uh, and we just see this this uh, uh, like scene after scene of of cans piling up and more trash on the table and everybody getting more and more tired. Everybody just being, oh yeah. They're yeah. getting into it. Everybody's yeah. exhausted. Like Seventeen at this point. beers, I think, yeah. total. And Dale's over here getting trashed with like four <laughs> or five in front of him. That's a fantastic point. I did not count the beers. Good job. It's a lot of beer. Yeah. Uh and I don't really understand having beer at a focus group, but whatever. That's yeah, whatever that's it wonderful. takes. Um, keep them comfy. Yeah, keep them comfy. They make a positive report. Well, the thing is, like, you know, it seems like they're in there for just hours and hours and hours. The whole total thing is only three hours long. That's it. Know? Yeah, just three but hours. But these guys look like they've been in there for just hour after I mean, hour. three hours in a room like that would feel like forever. That's true. That's true. It would be a lifetime, yeah. Like the tension. So uh, we go. free beer, though. That's true. Free beer and chocolate chip I've cookies never heard to of rub on your face. And 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and 50 bucks. That's right. Uh, we Sounds go, like Jerry Springer. We go back to the regular action, and Hank is finishing up, and he goes, and Taiwan won't be far behind. And second, and then Khan has just had enough, and so he starts spinning around in his chair, singing Rock the Casbah, 
uh, by the clash. Uh, and he spins and spins and so much that he just falls down. Hank says, that's it. And he has a big idea. He said, this is a t- zero turning radius mower. Is it not? He goes over there and kicks the tires on the mower. He says it has a rear bag option and it's made of ultralight space age materials taken alone. Each one of these things might be good, but combined they're a prescription for terror. Prescription for terror. Overstating it a little bit there. It is, but, you know, it's kind of funny that he's making these observations because, uh, you know, just because it has all those three things combined doesn't mean that it's going to be, you know, sound uh, sound piece of equipment because it has all these options. After he says prescription for terror, the guy speaks up and says, I don't I don't see or like where this is going. Uh, Hank says, Reverend Hubert, his immediate reaction is, I didn't drown drown that that boy. (laughs) (laughs) He's Hank just to Hank's, uh, credit. He just keeps going. Yeah. I just, uh, uh, to quick touch the quick on the celebrity appearances. It's funny how they use celebrity voices in King of the Hill. Yeah. They don't have, they don't have big, huge scenes. They don't have long drawn out, like whole parts of the TV show, unless it's like dusty Hill. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. I didn't drown that boy. I didn't drown him. Uh, Hank continues yeah. and says, would you do me the honor of getting on the mower? He says, and so he does. He uh, says, now drive to the wall and execute a 180-degree turn. And so he starts driving. He starts trying to turn around. He says, now engage the zero turning radius. And the whole damn thing spins out of control just like Khan did. He falls off the mower, and the mower crashes into the uh, into the wall. And it crashes pretty good, too. It's a pretty solid-ass wall, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, how do they have? How do they have like gas in this mower? Like that's, they're in a small room. That's it. Yeah. Carbon monoxide. That's it. Like, come on, y'all. Well, yeah. I, I don't think that any of these guys are worried about a little carbon monoxide. Well, that's true too. Oh no, they're not. Yeah. With Dale probably chain smoking <laughs> yeah. the entire time in the room. Con <laughs> speaks up and says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That could happen to me. I hate this mower." So now Hank's got another one, right? Yeah, there's another one. Said, so there's your space-age polymers. There's your zero-turning radius. There's your rear bag option. Then the cup holder just kind of falls off and breaks. And de- and Bill, he's like, oh, my cup holder. Oh, now I know why Not you're like always this, speaking yeah. for me, Hank, because I'm never right and you always are. And then Hank goes, you know, Bill, if I'm always speaking for you and I'm always right, that means you're always right, too, doesn't this it? This logic is so doesn't screwed it? up. No, I love the logic because Hank has to babysit this grown man oh, yeah, sure. nine times out of ten. And the fact that he could use this child at childlike, because this is what you would tell a child. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, it's okay. You know, oh, yeah. eat your green beans. I think for you. So, you you know, it'll be okay for you. If I tell you it's good, it's good. He says, so kind of thing. I think for you and I'm always right. That means you're too. You are too, doesn't it? And he yeah. goes, well, uh, he goes, it, it does. does. Yeah. Bill goes, it does. It does. How do you like that? I'm always I'm right. I'm always right. And so it's Hank says he's got everybody but one of them. And so the only one left is Cotton. Cotton, yep. Cotton, of course, says, Preacher, if you're all still in the baptizing business, I'd like you to drown my boy Hank. <laughs> Damn. What a shit wow. thing to say. Wow. Next level. Could you please kill my child? Next level. Wow. So uh, next we get Tilly and Dee Dee. They're going down the hall. They're looking for a bathroom. Uh, she says, they said the ladies' room was the second door on the right, so this must be it. When they open the door, it's the observation room to uh, the whole thing. And uh, they hear oh, they overhear Cotton speaking. I'll tell you who's getting my vote. The guy who figures out a way to strap an old woman onto an old mower and run them both off a cliff. 
It's just oh, no. so terrible. It is. It's not even like... She's not even there. Well, right. She's not even there. Well, not only right. that, usually old men that I know in my life, they usually try to make... that They, they may say some misogynistic stuff like this, like that, but they try to do it in a light way that's a joking... It's like, yeah. it's, like it's almost Oh, he, he doesn't humor. even know what the hell a joke is. But he's like, strap an old woman to a mower and throw her off a cliff. Ha, ha, ha. That's a knee yeah. slapper. Yeah. <laughs> so Tilly is now harboring a lot of hate there. Yeah, Boy, a lot of hate. Kidding. Harboring uh, a lot of well, hate. Well, I, I do like though when he does get sentimental because you do see that it, when, whenever he does has those episodes where he kind of breaks down a little bit and they have to go chase him down and stuff like that. He does get real uh, like he does know he has a problem. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't know how to deal with it. Tilly and Dee Dee are are behind the glass watching all this and listening to all of it. And she says, "Oh no, he's doing it again. It's in public." He said, "Don't get me wrong, Mister Khan. I like a woman with a big butt, but Tilly was taking advantage of the situation." Hank has just about had enough, which it's a lot. Uh, he says, all right, I've had enough, Dad. He said, don't talk to me, that boy. I'll tell you when you've had enough. He said, no, Dad. My mower is not too old, and my mom is not too old. But this isn't about my mom, and it's certainly not about my mower. It's about a bitter old man who blames everybody but himself for all his own problems. And if you ever talk about my mom or my mower like that again, you are not welcome in my house. Amen. That is huge. Huge. Amen, indeed. And then, and then you get big deal. Yeah, that is a big deal. Him stepping up to him, and then here you get here. Yeah, first time. I think that's the first time that he stands up to Cotton in such a defining way, for sure. But I like the part here where he's kind of like at a loss for words. uh, Cotton is, and he said. uh, you got a fat neck, boy. And he just takes his 50 bucks and walks out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Then he, he dips out of there. So the guy running it, he's, uh, or the reverend comes up to, to uh, Hank, and he says, well, I'm not sure if there's a God or a heaven, but one thing I can tell you is your daddy's going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Such a great line. Yeah, definitely. So what a great the, delivery about Billy Bob there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, great delivery. Yeah, I like that. Which, again, you know, Billy Bob, um, he's phenomenal. So they're all they're all leaving the focus group. Everybody's just tired as hell. They've all got their jackets off, sleeves rolled up. They're all sweaty. Uh, and Hank runs into Tilly out in the hall. She says, "Hello, son. How was the focus group?" He says, "Ah, not so great. Now I got to do all my shopping. What what shopping's he got to do? He got nothing shopping to do. Yeah. He says, "Have you thought about what you Dallas, for Dallas Mavericks crap? Yeah. <laughs> he says, "Have you thought about what you want for Christmas, mom?" She says, "I don't need a thing from you, Hank. You've given me enough already." And we get that sweet moment with both of them walking out. It's fantastic. Uh, the next thing we see, this is a weird scene to me. Super weird scene. They're all waiting in the truck in front of the mall. Uh, and then we see Peggy asleep drooling. And number one, they're closing the metal gate on her. They're just going to leave her in the damn. Nobody <laughs> woke her up. Not even the cobbler. Wake this lady up, yeah. The cobbler, well, you know, I'm cobbler's just going to leave a human in his store. Well, I'm convinced yeah. that shoe cobblers are elves that disappear at night. Oh, well, that would that would solve all of it. So yeah. he just yeah. disappeared. Like, he was there, yeah. and, you know, his time came. He turned into a pumpkin or whatever. And He turned into a pumpkin? Yeah, Is that what they did? I don't, I don't okay. know. Well, there well, used to be an old shoe shop. store that you need to put a security gate down anyway. Yeah, yeah, like, what kind of shoe store? Well, what you got to you protect the name. Especially in the night. Yeah, Foot Locker. <laughs> well, there's also all that yeah. glue that the teenagers want to get in there and sniff. Oh, all yeah. That shoe glue. Yeah, yeah. you got to put that shoe glue. <laughs> gotta, we got to lock up that shoe glue. Do Jordans glue. exist at this point? Hank is... Uh, yeah, they do, but not. I don't think that I don't think that Jordans exist in such a rabid way at this uh, point because yeah. he's still playing basketball at this time. Hank is... He's not retired yet. you got to think uh, 96, 97, 98, the Bulls, they were like... Yeah. The 96 Bulls is arguably one of the top five teams ever in basketball. Sure. Uh, well, what about the, his baseball year? 
for oh, his sports betting. Was it his baseball year around 97, 98, 99, yeah. somewhere? I think yeah, it was like it right was, after it was this. A three-peat. Yeah, when he left and then came back, he took a break and then did three more. Yeah, yeah, and then three more after it. Because yeah, he went and played baseball and then came back and played three more seasons. Yeah. So Hank is is now Space Jam. Yeah, Space Jam. Hank is now uh, he's he's captaining the truck, uh, which you know he drove the car there to begin with. Hank says, "Well, I guess Peggy got to ride home with Cotton. Huh? I'll be dipped." And then he drives the hell off. And she's just laying there. Well, and not only that, <laughs> we're assuming that he let Cotton drive the car back. I guess Cotton just had the keys magically, and he yeah, just drove I guess off. So. Yeah, I just, so. I just wish we got to see how they, f- like Peggy waking up. Yeah, everybody, where like her waking up in the, like two a.m. in the middle of the mall, or <laughs> Hank, and or Hank getting getting back home, and he's like, "Wait, where the hell's Peggy? Where the hell's well, Peggy?" And just her, her locked in a That's store. Yeah, how oh, yeah, long were the they there though? Pump, how long say. were they at the mall? That the mall is now all closing? day apparently, all damn day. Yeah, it took them two hours to get there. So they so if they left at seven thirty, they got there at nine thirty. It's a big sale, man. Mall it closes, closes at nine, so they were at the mall for twelve hours. <laughs> twelve hours. Golly, <laughs> what did they do for nine hours after the focus group? Uh, it's yeah, mostly mostly corn dog stuff. I guess. Yeah, they're uh, not looking for Peggy. Episode. That's for it sure. It is a very good episode. Yeah, like we get the credits, and during the credits, of course, we get pump jockey. Not working. I'm working for tips. So uh, <laughs> it's it's such a good episode. Um, yeah, it's it's a really timely episode for us too. I I was afraid that it was mostly Thanksgiving heavy, but it's uh, it's a really good Christmas episode. Yeah, it is a Thanksgiving episode, but it's got you know well, it's, it's not got, really. It's I mean, not. It's just, it's it's a post Christmas shop. It's a post Thanksgiving yeah. episode. I feel like everybody calls it a, tr- a Thanksgiving episode, but I think in the vein of a true Thanksgiving episode, is it has to it has to end on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, like you got to end with everybody yeah. eating, and that's the end of the like like they do with the uh, the one in the the uh, the plant the airport that episode. Yep, that ends on Thanksgiving oh. with them eating potted meat. Well, this was a really good one. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you being with us, Seth. Thanks, Seth, for being here. We yeah, really appreciate your input. Time. Yeah, yeah, glad wonderful. you had a great time. Uh, yeah, anytime you want to be on, man. Yeah. If there's another show down the line that you want to join in on, just let us know, and uh, we'll get you in here. Oh yeah, yeah, I will. I got a list of favorite episodes, <laughs> and I'll definitely let you guys know which yeah, ones just uh, let I'd us like know. contribute to. That's wonderful. Alrighty, well, uh, we'll get you out of here, Seth. Thanks, thanks for, for all the thanks input. for joining. So, Rusty, uh, what, uh, where are we, uh, where can they find us? Well, I went ahead and consolidated all the links for you guys in a one Ooh. short, sweet link tree. So you could go to linktr.ee slash bwaakoth, and uh, that's got every link you need. That has our new music playlist that Mike and I oh, are gonna boy. have have curated, but it's gonna change. It's gonna be evolving playlist but it is a music playlist of uh mine and uh, uh it's not all Mike's king of the hill taste. music it's, it's not stuff it's, it's our music like. it's yeah. music that we like and it's uh called b-w-a-a-k-o-t-h musical taste buds musical taste buds and you better can, be some randy travis in there there is no randy travis in lots there yet. of randy travis but uh mason actually if you spit send me your spotify st- or i'll send you uh, if you send me your email i'll send you the link to where you could join in and you could add stuff to it as well gotcha so uh, there you go. Uh, B W A A A K O T H. That's a link tree now. You can go to link yeah, tree. Yeah, it's cool. 
and find us at B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H. All right. And any other shows that you would like to listen to, you can go to RogueMediaNetwork.com. And uh, we've got some good ones. And uh, don't forget about RogueCon23 uh, on uh, January 20th through the 22nd of 2023. Uh, tickets are now on sale at RogueCon23.com. And we'll have a, we'll also be doing something there. We'll be doing a live uh, show the there. We'll yeah. be doing a live show there. Yeah. I'm going to try to add some elements of uh, to make it live for you guys as well. So you should be able to see us on Twitter or whatever, whenever we do that. I'll give you more information as more information is uh, available to give you. All right, guys. Well, that is it for That's us. It. And uh, thanks again to Seth for joining us. Thanks again to Mason for uh, uh, on the ones and twos. And uh, we will see you next time. That's a wrap. Wimitanye. Wimitanye, indeed. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.